Hot round! Red 7, Red 7, Red 7! Don! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot round! I don't. What is hot round? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Billy Bob! This is it! The man who got us here. You ready? You don't think that lame-ass play where I run down the field and act like I'm lost is gonna work, do you? Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide-open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom, 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 nom. I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. Are you gonna get me the oh, ball? Oh, I'm getting the ball! Get me the ball! I hope he didn't kill somebody. Nick Roush back with Adam Luckett for another exciting edition of 11 Personnel. And I can't believe I'm saying this, Luckett, but I'm starting this episode not mad at Greg Sankey. If we would have done this on Friday, you know what? You would have asked me, you would, you would have put me on suicide watch. I, I was in a really bad spot, Adam Luckett, but it, it, time changes things quickly uh, with college football during the coronavirus pandemic. And Greg Sankey went from public enemy number one to conference commissioner number one. It's been, I believe, like 75 hours since we've got that those opponents. And that feels like a light year away. So I'm, much stuff happened this weekend. It was crazy. I'm mad. I, we we – we, the Big Ten stole a week's worth of content from us. I had like three things planned to write on Saturday. I, I could even read you. Ooh, here, here's here's the headline. I, hell, I still might write it. But this was the opening line of my post. So title, the SEC added two revenge games to Kentucky's 2020 college football schedule. When the SEC added Alabama and Ole Miss to Kentucky's 2020 football schedule, they unknowingly served up a plate of revenge, a dish we all know is best served cold. Dun, dun, dun. You know, I don't think Kentucky's ever won in Tuscaloosa. They've only won twice. <laughs> Not, one of them was in like 1922. Since World War II. A.D. <laughs> Kerwin like was the head coach. The guy from yeah, Kerwin Tower. So, uh, there's a lot that we could have broke down that we can't eventually get to. But as you stated, uh, Saturday morning, the Mac, the miggity miggity yeah, Mac. Start, start there. The Mac, the Mac comes out. It really gets Friday evening. That's probably going to happen. And then they come out and say, you know, we're not playing football this year. Mm, that's the Mac. They give, they give the medical reasons. Um, but I don't think it takes a lot of digging to realize the Mac is, uh, the most strapped for cash conference in college football. All their games where they make money have gotten got canceled. So yeah. it's ten point five million from the Big Ten alone, right. and that's so not counting the millions that UK was going to so pay them to. To have a season was going to it cost it cost some money regardless, and then to not have that influx of cash to help bolster everything else, it was, it was just easier for them to just wash this away and try mm-hmm. to restart next year. I don't even think playing in the spring would be. Um, I think they would try to do the the big reason why I'm upset about it. Luckett, it's not because we don't get Maction. It's mostly because, I mean, Muncie might as well be Ohio. So you, you take that into consideration, and really, the one school who was stubborn about it is one of only two schools that isn't within 
350 miles or 400 miles of one another in Ohio and Michigan. Because mm-hmm. you've got the eastern and central and western, and then eight schools in Ohio. And Buffalo and Northern Illinois are the only ones that are out of it. And I believe Northern Illinois' president is like Yeah, they were, they were one of the big uh, sticklers. Yeah, wow. I think their their president lies like a researcher or something. He was just like, "Nope, I'm out." And um, that actually it was a good, like you said, a good scapegoat because the financials weren't adding up for them. So it was disappointing. There were plenty of good Mac uh, Maction gifts being shared. I especially like the one of the pirate with the Mac flag on the beach. I'm guessing mm-hmm. that was from like a Bahamas bowl or something. Uh, well, they came out with a thing last year where. They adopted like the Jolly Roger as their Mac mascot, and they like if you beat a Power Five team, you got that they, flag. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> you can hang it at your stadium or, or something stupid. I just found the the gif of the the factory, which even though mm-hmm. we hate Eastern Michigan for ruining Terry Wilson, still the factory bit with Chris Creighton is I love it. I I, I can't help it, and watching them take forever mm-hmm. to knock down a bunch of cinder blocks it never gets old it never gets old but unfortunately yeah, the mac just in general is just kind of a college football specialty because you get them playing on tuesday with 12 people in the stands for years their conference championship game was on that friday night before everybody else played on saturday so for years they kind of owned that friday night for so field yeah everybody watched them with the 12,000 people there at ford field and it was usually a fun, entertaining game. And, and you know, everybody knew them because, you know, your team played them. And everybody's like – that likes a MAC team. It's usually their second school behind whoever, Ohio State, Michigan, mm-hmm. whatnot. So, not having them there was, you know, it's like it, – it, that's going to stink for college football. But then they didn't even get to really have a send-off. No, not at all. Because as soon as that happened, like within – I mean, a couple of hours, I want to say. Oh, it was minutes. I, was, I remember being at Costco and seeing, <laughs> and seeing the news and then telling my wife, oh, the Mac canceled. That sucks. I don't know what I'm going to do on two, November nights now. And she just rolled her eyes. <laughs> and then I get home, get down, sit down. I'm going to watch some PGA Championship. And I get pull my laptop out and I see um, Pat Forty, Ross Dellinger, uh-huh. Pete Thamel, all yeah. got the same text at the same time. Our same yeah. email from somebody at the Big Ten office, pretty much saying like they're going to cancel, and that that was a big shock. And then for that whole morning or afternoon, it's all everyone was talking about like it's college football ending. I uh, yeah, I, it was probably within less than hours because if my time framing serves me correctly, I think I posted because I. A little inside baseball for those who pay attention to Kentucky Sports Radio on Saturday. I know there aren't a lot of you. Typically, people are doing things on Saturday. But for me, my goal is to have everything written by like 4 o'clock. And I can typically do that if I you know, get to burning and turning early. And this was one of the rare cases where my stuff that I had teed up to like kind of get the day rolling, I just kept pushing it back because, I mean, it's, it was almost as soon as I got done writing the morning 1045 i'm posting mac and as soon as i tweeted out the other news is happening uh big 10 contemplating canceling the season and the thing that i didn't not appreciate at the time but i couldn't really process at the time like it 
was why and it's not just like it's it's not well, just the the big picture stuff it's you just gave us a schedule you on Wednesday. this was yeah, on Wednesday four days prior and now mm-hmm. they're meeting all options on the table and I I just I I think some of it was disbelief because it made absolutely no logical sense whatsoever. They had started practicing in the Big Ten. Then they told him, "All right, just keep it helmets only." Uh, well, we're they, gonna, they didn't delay the season. They were still going to play November fourth or whatever. Ohio State and Illinois were going to play on that Thursday, September third. Yeah, I mean, there's there. We talked about not having time to break down UK's opponents. I bet that there were still people, radio heads, that were going to have some leftover cleanup the following Monday because that's all they talked about for three days. Mm-hmm. So I, I even tried laying it out today like it was some sort of, not a complete timeline, but like a what could have possibly changed their minds from Wednesday to Saturday. And the fact of the matter is there's really only two things. Even though that, like the Mac, they're going to say it's for player health and safety reasons. The only things that could have made them change their mind were, one, a lot of players were opting out, and a lot of good players, too. We mentioned Rashad Bateman last week, but Rondell Moore uh, from Purdue, uh, former All-American Paul Horning Award winner in his only full season uh, of action at Purdue as a true freshman, he opts out. Micah Parsons of Penn State opts out. But their cash cow, which is Ohio State, Hasn't had anybody opt out. No. And, and they've got, you know, they're going to have, like, if you look at the Ohio State roster, they probably got 20 plus first picks on the roster right now. Not and in a housing trophy pick. candidate. Yeah. Potential so, number one pick. So really, like, you could maybe say, well, man, Michigan State, they're up to four people, but that's a BS excuse. You don't cancel a whole season for a handful of people. The other thing, like, it was the uh, Big Ten United. Essentially, they took a page from the Pac-12 and they issued a mm-hmm. Players' Tribune article that was similar in format, but not in demands. Uh, really, it all came down to health and safety stuff. And they they also asked for their parents to get Big, Big Ten network access. They wanted, the, they wanted a password so their parents could watch them. And hey, maybe juice up the stipend a little bit because... <laughs> We're kind of stuck inside doing nothing. Like, at least let us order some stuff off Amazon. So, and, and the one other caveat, too, with the Big Ten United thing, like it, there was like they said thousands of players instead of just the hundreds with the Pac 12. But mm-hmm. those were the only two developments that were like, huh, well, that's not worth canceling the season. So, A, they were already thinking about not playing it, which makes it completely disingenuous to release a schedule if you were just waiting for the first FBS conference, FBS conference to throw in the towel. The whole thing with the Big Ten is their commissioner, Kevin Warren, has just gone rogue throughout this entire situation. He yeah. comes out, and behind closed doors at the time, a couple weeks ago, rewind, take it back a little bit. All these people were on the same page about, let's kind of work together on the season, and he comes out and says, hey, we're going to play conference only. And if you remember – People like it got leaked out that as some other commissioners were just like, "What WTF? Like, yeah. wh- what are they? Do- what are they think doing?" Think he was pissed. Yeah, I think he was pissed, and so that that happens. And then they they release this schedule, and they have this big show on the Big Ten Network, and Warren gets on there and talks, but then he gives all these like, you know, yeah, we're gonna play if 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 but blah blah blah, 
and he's just like, it leaves you scratching your head, like, what are you doing? And then this weekend happens, and they just talk through the media. It's like they just floated it out there to see, like, what if we would get any. Are we going to get hammered for this? Are we not? It's like, it's like what schools do when they have a candidate. For, yeah. And they think, okay, we like this guy. But I'm not sure if our fan base likes this guy. So let's, let's just float it out there and see what happens. And the funniest instance of that, look, it was Mississippi State floating out Michael H., and since they got the most social media interactions, he became like their leading candidate. <laughs> right, right. But no, no, you're in, especially with the, the army that's kind of reporting it where it's the kind of Yahoo gang is on it first. I don't know where Thamel and 40 are right now. I think they're 40s at SI now. And okay. Uh, old Peter's still at Yahoo. Dellinger is, has cornered the SEC market, but the rest are the Yahoo boys. They've just got their, their kind of gang. And, it really did feel like that. Now, if they're, we'll, we'll get to kind of what's happened since, but I, I think that if there were a re, like in, in all of these instances, I'm always trying to follow the money. Um, yeah. And in this case, well, in this, you have to be careful with this source reporting. You have to take everything with a grain of salt because 40 tweets out Sunday evening. It's inevitable that college football season is coming to an end. Like, pretty much staying like Monday, where it's going to be over. Right, right, right. And the SEC, the Pac, or excuse, not the Pac-12, Big Ten, uh, Big Twelve have really not even had any plans on this. Louisville was practicing in full pads on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that the rest of the league was practicing. Uh, they were wearing shells at North Carolina and Clemson. And like, they had no, they were no idea while this was going on. They were having practice. Well, and meanwhile, uh, I hate to, to to do this, but Scott Satterfield, shout out to Scott Satterfield for like hitting the nail right on the head and just calling out the lack of leadership at the Big Ten. Just like, hey, you know, if you're yeah. going to, we can't be this playing is, this yo-yo game. Yeah, and that's what they did by leaking some stuff out. And here, here's the thing, like it that works in coaching searches, but when you're talking about a season, you know what? Maybe. I, I feel like I'm jumping way ahead of the gun on like breaking this down, but maybe this floating it out has caused so much of a backlash that like it, it only makes the, the chances of, it, it's made the chances of having a football season even better because people are that pissed off. And then they, they have the gall today to be like, Oh, we haven't even voted on anything yet. <laughs> like, do you think we're stupid? Like, yeah. do, you th- do you literally think we're a bunch of idiots over here? Big 10 spokesman over here. Like, dude, <laughs> just stop. Like what? Just stay silent. Like, like you no, saying like, that is just, come on. I just, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's been, I think it's been really bad for Kevin Warren. I do not think this has been good. And then we saw today, Nick, Ryan Day goes on college football live and says, you know, Ohio State's going to play. We're playing football. and If we can't find it, we're going to go find somebody else to play. James Franklin and Jim Harbaugh both have these big media releases on Twitter um, pretty mm-hmm. much saying Harbaugh comes out and gives all 18 different reasons why, yeah. why he Harbaugh, should play football. Harbaugh has bullet, like, data points. Yeah. Like, this isn't because I want to play. It's because we follow the rules and this Facts. is what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Facts. He really and just it, – it's uh, – yeah your best defense is the truth. If uh, I think that's a Roman saying, if you're, if you're telling the truth, that's your best defense. And he just laid out the facts. Uh, and, Scott, and Scott Frost came out 
and it was like uh, we didn't talk same... about Scott Frost. Well, <laughs> that, that's important though because we can hate on Nebraska all we want. The top four brands in that sport are what who we just named in that conference. Yeah, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and Nebraska. And I think you could take. I think you can put like just brand household names. I think you could drop Penn State and put Nebraska in there. I mean, it, it matters. And then then it starts this conference talk. Because then Nebraska is like, well, the hell with this. Let's just go back to the Big 12. And then, <laughs> now, that, now that ball's rolling. And oh, then, like, man. all these – we play all these games of what could happen because this is very similar to conference realignment. I, I noted last week just kind of, like, how Twitter was going crazy with this. Right. It's like conference realignment Twitter, a redo. And now it's getting really similar. You got politicians involved. You have well-known media people. Well, insiders who have great sources who are giving out source reports that can be wrong in five minutes. Not because they're, they're wrong reporting them. It's because the people that they think should get the right information, they're as clueless as me and you are. Because decisions are being made over their head and they're being made really fast without, you know, going through um, levels. It's just – so <laughs> it, it's, it's a crazy time. And in – I've always scoffed at the idea of a college football commissioner. It always seemed kind of silly to me, but I'll be damned if this, all of this, no one really, we don't, no one has anybody to answer to. It's five, five commissioners mm-hmm. who in themselves, their job is to do what's best for their individual conference. Right. So they're going to operate what's best for their entity. They're not worried about the other four. And so what you have is guys doing are just kind of undercutting each other because they're, they're just going to do what's best for their conference. And Emmert's just sitting there with his arms folded, just like, you know, y'all do whatever the hell you want. And you don't, there's no one to answer to. And it's just, uh, it ends up being like a bunch of chickens running around with their head cut off. We don't, there's no, no, no guiding person to lead us into all in the same direction. And then you, you have bubbles form up and then you have, the biggest player maybe in college football starts kind of a crazy movement on on Sunday night. And I I think that's what's most important out of all of this is even though you mentioned the coaches first, I mean, Nick Saban even came out and said that the campus is the safest place for these guys to be. They both said the same thing. That all got started with the, the sports most popular player. And Mm -hmm. when he said it, it felt like he was kind of pissing in the wind. It, it it kind of felt like a lost cause at the time. I mean, that's yeah. the kind of overall emotions we went through this weekend. I was in. I don't think it's clinical depression if it doesn't sit in for a while. But like my, I was just sad. My stomach was hurt. I was just like, just let me put on some stupid on Netflix. Like I, I need. I was that kind of down and out. And instead of getting down and out, Trevor Lawrence. He fires off a three-tweet thread. And at the heart of it that I think was kind of scoffed at by some people, they were was mm-hmm. we're safer on campus than we are elsewhere. And that notion, like I, I, I've just thought of it only a certain way for so long, so I can't think of that being silly because that was Josh Pascal. That was like one of the first things he said upon returning to campus. And it's a pretty basic notion that – when they're in the football facility, there are people paid to keep that place clean and to make sure that these kids are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mark Hill and Corey Edmond are some big bad dudes. 
And they're the strength coaches making sure people got their masks on and are doing things the right way. That's why they're saying it's safer for us here. And to add to all of this, that Satterfield made this point today, a lot of people have made this point. They have a purpose to act right. There's a reason to have your stuff together right now. If you, What happens if you take that away? Are kids just, is anarchy going to break out? No, but the motivation to do things the right way is there right now. And as you've seen in most of these places, like that's what I think is most obscene about all this news like it, is that this didn't happen in July when we were getting those initial outbreaks. See, like we, those, those haven't been in the news because once they got on campus, things have tampered down. Mm-hmm. Now we're at the point where we're waiting to see if more outbreaks are going to happen because kids get on campus. Mm-hmm. I personally think Warren just got jumpy because he's scared when they have like unity crap going on. They, I think, people think it's a union. They're going to come after the schools and now we're going to have to start giving them money. Well, I think they got jumpy at that stuff. I think that too. The big 10 looks at themselves in a certain light. Yeah. They're full of themselves. So they look at themselves as kind of this elitist bunch. Like put, like look the down the nose. Ohio State right. University. M- Michigan man. God, yeah. It's North, like Northwestern. Oh, if you didn't go to journalism school at Northwestern, do you even have a journalism yeah, degree? Northwestern and Syracuse, but you know, they're <laughs> Yeah. So like there's if if you didn't if you didn't get an engineering degree for, for Purdue, are you even an engineer? Right, right. There, there's definitely a uh an elitist type atmosphere there. And so they look at themselves kind of as the Ivy League of the Power Five. Mm-hmm. And when the Ivy League came out and said pretty much shut it down right away that they ain't playing, like this makes no sense for us to play, I, I have to wonder myself if a lot of those presidents and decision makers didn't just make that decision in their head right away. Like right, I, right. if Ivy League's not playing, we're not playing. <laughs> and, so I but, wonder if like he's gotten pressure from inside saying, you know, we don't need to play and this and that, and then then maybe he got maybe got caught, you know. I think he could def- they definitely got kind of got caught this weekend because um, they came out and said you know they're going to play and they tried to publicly bully these other conferences <laughs> and like well, bro bro if you think you're going to bully the SEC like well and they did it got, too I'm just not like, happening dude like and and here's the thing look it they did bully everybody else the first time around and it worked mm-hmm. the 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 audacity and the gall behind this all is the fact that they would try to do this a second time and think they could get away with it. yeah and. To go back to it, the fact that Trevor Lawrence just fires off this thread, and then within three hours he gets—I mean, it's it's basically the All-American team. They got Panay Sewell, Chuba uh, Hubbard, just—I mean, it basically it's Jamar Chase. It's a Zoom call with the college football awards people because these—I mean, hell, these kids—they all know each other for the most part. The best of the best do. They get on a Zoom call, and within forty-five minutes, they have a, a graphic. Hell, they they work Photoshop faster than anybody, you know, and it's got all of the Power Five conferences on top. That guy who made their recruiting <laughs> edits, I'm sure he got his line was going crazy last oh, night. Oh man! But they come out with the hashtag "We want to play," and they also have "We are united." Uh, and most of it, uh, the the very basics of it was "We want to play." Damn it! And mm-hmm. now there was something else in there about uh a player's association and uh the way i like to put it is they really just want to they want to have a say 
This isn't you tell us what to do. We need to help dictate our future. Like that's the way things should be. This should be a reciprocal relationship. And I, it really hit a nerve because look, it not only was that everywhere, but it caused the old heads in the room to make decisions, to, to get vocal. Hunter Urichek, he's he's kind of loose cannon Arkansas. He comes no, out. About he comes out in support of it this morning. And then even wilder, this was the one that I, I was like, oh, hell yes. They're they're not they're actually gonna fight back. Because in a lot of this, we just see the presidents as the academics. Wake Forest, they're about as academic as they come. Yeah. And their president showed up to football practice this morning and talked to the team, and then they released a video saying hashtag we want to play mm -hmm. and uh damn it i hate going back to satterfield stuff but the quotes are just right in front of me that's some freaking leadership right there okay mm -hmm. that's some leadership all right and so i i a i was i was proud of the way some people reacted today i think a lot of people have been wanting to say that's above my pay grade they don't want to step on covid toes um they don't want to be insensitive but Doing that in Ohio State and Michigan, just directly going to their Twitter accounts and shouting back at their presidents who supposedly voted against playing football, it's a war for football. And like it, I'm happy that the good guys apparently are winning now. It's created this interesting kind of vacuum we're in right now. And obviously, it's – I hate that we're in the spot as a sport because anytime there's any player type movement, you've got the voices of, you know, unionization and we'll pay them. Well, if you're going to, if you're not going to listen to them now, you should, or you should listen to them now. If you didn't listen to them when the, the, the movement was going on and whatnot, let, let's just like, let's focus on one thing at a time right now. Mm -hmm. Like name image likeness is going to get passed and they're going to get more power than they've ever had. And this one is like gonna let like this is they're, they're forming a coalition, and so let's just like I think we should focus on like how big a deal this is that they put these players are working together from all five power conferences. It's not just one conference. It's not just Northwestern. And it's it's, it's all it's, them together. And let's and they what they all are tr working towards the same goal, which is to play football this year. Well, and and I think that's going to be good for everybody eventually, and it's going to make some of these fat cats not do something done for 100 years. They're going to have to do something a little different, and that's include the players in a lot of decisions that they've never really thought about before. And the thing of, that the we are we want to play movement shows to is that if you get people, a, a group of people who are motivated to get something done, they can get it done, okay? Mm -hmm. They made those administrators look like a bunch of incompetent fools with their thumbs up their rear ends. That's what they did. They were able to, all right, in an hour, let's cobble together just a statement that's more than the him and hawing that we've gotten from the Big Ten. So in all of that, I, I – Ooh, I lost my train of thought because I wanted to ask you too. It's important that the, the players are being very vocal. 
it's really just all we've heard from uh, close to home. We've heard this from the UK guys almost from the get-go. They're wanting to play. They're willing to do the right things to want to play. Uh, as I, I saw a, a speech from uh, Ohio State's captain that has gone viral. I believe his last name's Cooper. Uh, yeah, Jonathan Cooper. Yeah, and he was like, everything else is hard. Wearing a mask, staying at home, that's easy. It really put it into perspective. I love hearing the voices from the coaches and the players. But like you brought something to my attention that is significantly more important. And that's that the money's talking. Yeah, well, elaborate. You said that the brands, the Big Ten brands. Oh, yes. Please, you you fill me in on this because you got to follow the money. And if the money's talking, look what happened to the Washington football team. They ain't the Redskins no more once the sponsors started talking. Well, what? What I meant by that was the big like Ohio State. Oh, damn Penn it. State. I thought you were saying Coke was going like to pull out. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to confuse you on that. We can delete this out if you want. <laughs> no, we'll keep it in. It's funnier right. that way. Um, I, I really what I meant by that was Ohio like, State. Damn it. No. <laughs> if we could, well, we, well, we got the president now. Yeah. I, that, coming out. Hey, did you know, Adam, like, that Donald Trump likes college football? Have you heard that before? Uh, no. I, Trump Trump strikes me as a guy who's played a few six play Saturday before. <laughs> hey, you know what? If he can make it, ha- he can sign some executive orders. Executive order, yeah. play college football. Um, Which is just uh, it's a bad day for the stick to sports crowd. I mean, it's just it's it's been a while few days i feel like we got something lost in the shuffle there in the kind of hop skipping and jumping through the kind of pandemonium um well to me it's came out that big 12 or excuse me big 10 and pac 12 are together and it just got released tonight that the pac 12 um presidents are expecting to delay the season if not outright cancel um tomorrow um and it pretty much been believed from the beginning uh, that that Big Ten 12 are together. Now, I'm reading Football Scoop. Now, they've had some moments where they weren't as accurate as you would like them to be, but I think a few other places have um, reported this now. But that's not a surprise. Um, the, the big question in all this is it seems like Big 12 is the wild card because it's the conference kind of in the middle between the two. Um, you would think the SEC and ACC are kind of together. Right. And I think the SEC would be very cool with – if they had three of the five power leagues playing and a couple of G5s. Yeah. Then it's still 60% of football. You're still in the majority. You're not in the minority. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they would feel comfortable with that. And with Big 12, that's kind of kind of the sticking point. And I think if it, that could also start a, a conference realignment movement too if – uh, the SEC uh, maybe lets Texas or Oklahoma come in or, or helps them out by playing because you know those two schools want to play. Mm-hmm. It could be a nice card for them to have, you know, down the road when we do get to a point where I think you see conferences expand again. Well, and the the last I saw of the Big 12 is it's just everything's kind of fluid in that situation. And – they're also the odd man out when it comes to the players kind of organizing. Uh, we, we saw the SEC and ACC players. They uh, they got in touch with a guy who goes by Athlete Defender on Twitter. 
uh, he's a Miami attorney who he, he's just kind of got his business and a lot of stuff like this. And instead of having players tribune article, they have this attorney write to Swafford, Sankey, Emmert and NCAA and say, here's our request. And they didn't, it wasn't that same kind of form and the demands and all this kind of stuff, but they were like, here's our big three things. One of them was COVID testing, which it, it wasn't just, we need to have it, it and it needs to be independent. We need to be able to have it on demand and know the results. Um, so, you know, like X player, this minute coach administrator to, to kind of stay away from or what have you. That doesn't seem too unreasonable. It's kind of what the SEC announced they were going to do on Friday. They're like 17th press release before announcing the additional opponents, which I was not happy about. The one, the one thing ab- about this that was new, they had, you know, what, what, let's do the transfer thing. Allow players to transfer if they want to. Makes sense. We've talked about that a lot. They proposed a just blanket COVID-19 waiver for this season. Because I think this logic checks out too, Lockett. If you and I are on the same football team, we're both, let's say we're both receivers and we're, we're trying to get that. We're, we're trying to become that playmaker for Terry Wilson in Kentucky. We have, we've been blocking a lot. We're ready to catch some passes. <laughs> One guy opts out. He's, he's just like, you know what? Uh, I'm, you're opting out, Lockett, because you, it's too hot anyway. You like the cold weather. Uh, the, Actually, no, I'm going to opt out because I hate cold weather, and this is all going to be cold weather football. Well, it works great for you, but you might graduate after this year, and you're going to be just playing in a weird year. Meanwhile, I've got a whole year to train, to get older, to get bigger, stronger, to load up on those carbos. Or you get sick. And if you get COVID, you can only play two games. Exactly. There's a lot of weird things that could happen. But by not playing and getting that extra year, I've got I'm gonna be a year older. That's a competitive disadvantage for you, Lockett, for guy who plays and does well, but you still burned up a year of eligibility. They wanted a blanket waiver for all, which I think really just throws in a wild little wrinkle. I don't think it'll happen, but yeah. it adds up. It's, I don't I don't see how they can do it, to be honest. Yeah, just from a numbers standpoint, yeah. they're gonna fall for it. But a lot of that comes down to money. You're talking about a hundred something scholarships. Like I know a lot of schools will be fine, but like you think Oregon state would be ready to have like pay in a hundred something scholarships or a school like lower level power five. That's making plenty of money, but like, that's a lot, man. Just to, just to pay for a year that doesn't count. Yeah. yeah that's a lot. So but I, it'd be just, fun though. It'd be fun. I just don't, <laughs> see, I just don't see. It's, I, I feel the same about spring football. I just don't see how it will work. Well, like, I think it's I think you got a two-year problem, right? Yeah. You just gotta, you know, bite the bullet, man. You know, swallow the medicine, and then let's let's go next year. And you know, you apologize to these seniors, but it's just, it's just, it's just bad bad luck. I mean, it just is what it is. I don't see how you, you don't run it all back. No, no, yeah, but unlike the Big Twelve, they're at least they have guys talking in the SEC and ACC, and. Hopefully, uh, I guess his name is Bowlesby. Yeah, Bob Bowlesby. Yeah, ho- hopefully Bowlesby's good Good with Sankey, who Sankey did release a statement today. And, you well, know, he's in no rush to do anything. A good thing with this, if we want to talk about, but break down the uh, relationships. Uh, Larry Scott's a buffoon. 
Yeah, idiot. At 12. So no one's really paying attention to him. Kevin Warren's gone rogue. Mm-hmm. And you know these – I don't think – you talk about Swafford, Sankey, Bowlesby, who have all been doing this for a long time. You know, Sankey hadn't been an AD for that long, but he was working in the office for decades over there in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Like, and Warren came from – he was an outsider. He came from the NFL. He worked in, like, the Vikings front office or something. And, like, they, you could definitely see those three kind of, you know, kind of forming, like, a little alliance here. Coalition. Going yeah. together. Yeah. Ooh, I was like Survivor. There you go. Only in the office when they get Dwight to get in a box. So <laughs> yeah. Secret Alliance. Yeah, in the Secret Alliance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, Warren and uh, Scott, you're going to get the hell out of here. And and here's the thing like, that I would like to say too is that if they ultimately do end up canceling the college football season, I just want it to be for a damn good reason. We understood why we had to bite the bullet for the NCAA tournament. It sucked really bad. But as stuff was happening, like, it was inevitable. Mm-hmm. You know? and It's been five months since then, though. And now they've spent all this time trying to make a plan, and they're going to abandon it without seeing it through. And that's just like what what what's the, what's the, even the point then? It did, mm-hmm. just cancel it months ago, you know. Like that's why I think I think the Big Ten they just made up their mind a long time ago, and then push got the shut. They just kicked the can down the road, which is part of part of the reason the NCAA did not help them. The NCAA as a structure should have gave them a hard deadline, like we need to make this decision now. This is what we need to do instead of just saying, "Oh well, we'll vote on it in the second week of August." Oh, we still don't know. Let's we'll vote on it in a couple more weeks. You know what? It's up to each institution to make the best yeah. decision so for like, them. Which which what they that which is what they've done with college football here recently. They just kind of leave them be and said, Y'all y'all figured it out. Mm-hmm. And so that put them in a tough spot. But I really do think oh how our Big Ten just kind of made their their mind up. And he just they just didn't handle it the right way, I guess, would be the best way to put it. But I I think what this has proven to us right now is just that there's it's a weird time right now. No one really knows what's going to happen. So don't like every time we get a source report, don't just jump on it. I mean, just take it for what it is. And yeah. see if something else comes out in the next 15 minutes. It's just hard riding that wave, you know. It's and an then, exhausting but, wave. But I think you feel I feel comfortable with the SEC is set to stick it out and the ACC is set to stick it out. And what we see with the Big 12, I think we'll say a lot. If they're determined to stick it out because they can't – Oklahoma sent players home last week because they were supposed to play week zero or yesterday. Um, and they're moving their schedule back, which I think they're going to move their schedules back to the 26th of September. Yeah, why they didn't ever initially did the 26th of September just makes no sense. Like, well, it's just – it gets back to where everybody's on a different – Or doing their, their own, own prerogative. Thing. So – now you're seeing where I think they're all starting to kind of work together at least, or at least kind of have the same scheduling model. But a lot of it's going to be, you know, like when these kids come back on campus, how well are they bubbled? I think this is going to give the players extra motivation to be like, hey, bro, don't mess around. Right. Don't go to this damn party tonight because I want to go play football on Saturday. I think it's going to probably help them this um, for sure, you know, to put a little fear of God in them. 
to not mess this up. But but we'll see. Because the best way to do this, man, is, is just will be to bubble these teams. Right. As best you could. But the and it's kind of what they've been doing without other college yeah. kids on campus. Yeah. So yeah. It, but the, it's the worked amateur, to an extent. Right. The amateurism issue, though, is just they can, it's something they can't get past. The best thing would have been to do would have been let's like like the Big 12 go to that, that Dallas area like practice facility that the Cowboys own. You could have stayed in hotels around there. Everybody could have played and practiced there, and you could have played games in one of those little stadiums he has there. Or the SEC could have found, I don't know, somewhere where everybody could have traveled within bus ride and stayed at hotels. They but like Atlanta. Yeah, you would figure to be somewhere in Atlanta. You, but you can't – you can't, you just can't do that here because you can't – it's an amateurism issue. They're, they're going to school first and then play football second. And you couldn't – you can't just – they don't want to – do the virtual or anything they want to have kids on campus so that's that's the real that, that's the scary part i think is that well, if they do all this work they have it all set up and then these kids go to go to you know go to a uh, a big uh rush party well not just necessarily rush party they just go to a big a big auditorium for class for english 101 and a few freshmen get sick because old dude sit at the bar uh down in florida for a weekend trip and then you know nine ten eleven players get sick and that happens at a couple schools and then they're like well we just can't it's not feasible to do that's it that's that's the word some part and uh this week was when uk started moving kids on campus and Notre dame started school today with kids on campus first day of class man so the uk cheerleading team they put out a video of them like cheering people like coming back to campus very bizarre Seeing cheerleaders in mass, like go cats, yeah, whoa! And yeah, it, a dorm it does a, not seem like the creepy. best place to be during this whole thing. Oh, no, not at all, not at all. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be doing it. Maybe off campus. I don't know. I, I'm glad I, I, that I'm not in their shoes. Yeah, it, it know, sucks. Especially it sucks if you were a freshman, you'd want your ass. You know, hell, this is the most fun time you could have. So I, it sucks. I will say too. Uh, I'm not the personal snitch on if you see like a Kentucky football player uh, not obeying the rules. Don't come, don't, don't, don't tweet at me. I don't care. Like, I, I'm, I don't need to know people's business. I just don't. Um, I'm, I'm definitely in the camp of like they're 18 to 22 year old dudes. They're probably going to be doing stupid shit. No, oh, yeah. No, me. No, I don't There's need to know about it. <laughs> um, Mark Stoops makes $5 million a year to handle. <laughs> all that stuff yeah you want you want if they're like you tell him we don't we, you don't need to know and stop worrying about it they're they're 18 20. that's why i get on people all the time like stop following these kids on twitter like, you don't understand twitter you don't understand he's 18 19 years old <laughs> bro just like let it be but let the coaches who get paid to deal with it deal with it uh, I had a highlight of Anthony Davis dunking on my Twitter profile. I needed a quick one. It's it's important stuff. A lot of sports happening this weekend because like that was the one thing that was unfortunate about it all is I watched so many so much sports. Yeah, over it was the a good weekend. Like uh, they got caught watching good sports weekend. Jamal Murray versus Donovan Mitchell and went to two overtimes before, uh, of course, the Wildcat prevailed. Uh, he was two assists a shot from triple. Yeah, that was a fun game. Big buckets. Yeah, uh, not every NBA game's fun. Uh, and the playoffs will make it more fun. But that was a really good game. And 
my goodness, how great is it like to have not only night golf, but golf where they actually show the entire thing. Like starting at noon, we could just watch golf all day long. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That, it's not none of this Masters bullcrap where you get three hours of coverage. What what the hell is their deal? Yeah, it, golf is just in general. They uh, I don't know why they're so like ridiculous <laughs> about showing coverage. I understand. Bad, even even um, like this tournament coming up this weekend, you'll have you like if you subscribe to PGA Tour Live, you only get feature groups, so you still don't see um, coverage. <laughs> Like that's why this weekend was so awesome because if you had ESPN Plus, which I did, you could turn it in the morning and they're bouncing back and showing mm-hmm. every, everybody that's playing throughout the day, instead yeah. of having to watch the you know the people they decide to shove down your throat. Your guy Bryson too. He son of a. I was you know what it is. He's lucky that there's no crowds there to get him rattled. Even Paul Casey <laughs> he was he even was Paul in it, Casey man. admitted that he was he was kind of glad that the crowds weren't there. Yeah, yeah. Which like I, I heard what that. a little sissy british thing to say like yeah you can't take the heat get out of the kitchen but uh well yeah it, look, that drive more kawa had on 16 it was i mean insane. the fans were there <laughs> i mean that was awesome yeah uh they would have been and the fact too that he almost buried the 20 footer on 17 to get that 63 i mean mm-hmm. that was that was awesome i just to have like there was like an hour or two you're like they might have six people on a well, it was like a six, seven way tie there for a while. <laughs> and they yeah, even it was had fun. It was the fun PGA to watch. A guy said that no, it's just one group, three holes. Yeah, Imagine a sevensome. <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> In a three way playoff. But that was fun. Uh, you had guys who had to put on sleeves. Um, like it. I just know that you were like, Jason Day had me fired up with his mittens. <laughs> 60 degrees out here. Oh, man. Uh, but it, it was entertaining, and I feel like there was some other sports that I watched that I just went over my head. But you had baseball, hockey. The, oh, yeah, playoff hockey too, because there was a lot of elimination games. So mm-hmm. that that was a nice way for me to not think about impending doom on the football front. But like, we do need to talk more at length about Alabama and Ole Miss because this would have been the headline of our show if it wasn't a Friday night. We would have talked about it, but. Uh, you know, that they, they got released well after Bud Light time. So I, you know, I, when Bud Light time happens, it's the clock. It doesn't lie. Bud Light time. So, like, what was your initial reaction? Let's act like the Big Ten never decided to be a bunch of jerks on Saturday. It's exactly what I expected. I always thought Ole Miss would be one of the opponents, and I thought it would um, be either LSU or Alabama. Just when you look at how the schedules broke. Those are the two that made the most sense of because they're two Kentucky hasn't played really recently. The only thing I think they could have done was gone back and played your two most recent um, division cross divisional opponents, which Kentucky would have been awesome. It would have been A and M at home, then it would have uh-huh. been at Arkansas. Right, but they decided not to do that. And obviously, some some people got benefit like a big benefit, like LSU go to Vanderbilt again. Yeah, the- and they. I, I know they, they talked about their strength. Teams that are going to stink this year. I mean, they just kind of said, "You're you're you're screwed." Sorry, boys. <laughs> that that was the one I guess surprise that I had was that when they mentioned strength of schedule, they really did that for everybody except Arkansas and Vandy, and they didn't even let them play each other, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's what I thought would be a a certain would they would at least let those two teams play. Yeah, so I felt bad for them and. 
the my biggest takeaway from all of this without an actual schedule schedule is please for the love of god let's open the season with alabama second third game of the year i do not i don't want bryce young playing quarterback yeah. for alabama yeah. oh, i want, I want yeah. mac jones still in charge because they're game early give him the chance early on you got the there's a a certain like, a rust factor and mm-hmm. playing at bryant denny stadium it's never going to be a smaller crowd to play in front of Mm-hmm. So you know what, bring them, bring them on down. We want Bama. I don't think they've ever done this, and it's always a late game. But I would just love. Now that's this assuming we could get to where we feel like we could hype up a game <laughs> without some change. But if they could open with Tennessee. I think that would be so fun to have that be the first game of the year. I think to have like a, a regional type rivalry that first week. I think would be so much fun. I mean, would they – Games could, you usually play late in the year, you play at the beginning of the year. Iron Bowl to open the season? Well, I wouldn't say Cocktail Iron Bowl. Cocktail party? Well, I would say those bigger ones for later, but I'm talking like Georgia-Auburn, uh, Kentucky-Tennessee, um, Florida-LSU. Uh, A&M-Arkansas. A&M-Arkansas, uh, stuff, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, some teams will be, you know, kind of out of it, but for the most Georgia, South Carolina. Yeah, I'm I'm for that. It's to where it's not your main rivalry. It's not your main rivalry, but it's still a school you really don't like, like you really want to beat. And I, I just think I think that would be awesome. And to, to just like that. Give us something like to really get fired up about. Because not only do you have football, but also you get to hate Tennessee for a month. Like mm-hmm. that was that was one thing that it's fun to have the governor's cup where it's at from uh you, you feel like you're in the big kids you're at the big kids table on thanksgiving because you get to play a rivalry weekend with everybody else yet having a summer of just calling louisville fans idiots for thinking that yeah, their team can be we're getting to a point though where it's like you know we've got uh, a little over a month so we wouldn't even that's what i'd say if if COVID would just disappear tomorrow where we could just have this build up, I think that would be really fun to build up to that Tennessee game. Oh man, I'd love it. But I also like I alluded to the the revenge factor with other teams. That game, that DK Metcalf game, that was brutal. And there's guys on the team that remember that well. There's fans that remember Lane Kiffin's time at Tennessee well. And that's mm-hmm. stupid. That was the Randall Cobb game, right? Yeah, Kentucky was seven and four. They just won at Georgia. Um, same year they beat Auburn on the road. They won both those games, and they were set up where, win that you go eight and four, and you're probably going to the Outback Bowl. And well, if, Tennessee if, won that and ended up getting the Outback Bowl bid. Yeah, I can't remember how it shook out, but I know they finished second in the East by winning, and they were only eight and four, which is pretty wild. And that had been as Brooks's last year. Mm-hmm. And that was. I mean, it was a gut-wrenching loss, and then you go lose to Dabo and Clemson in the Music City Bowl. But you were really that close to going 8-4 and really getting uh, having a chance to finish in the top 25. And I think if you win that game, I don't know if Brooks is ready to hang it up then. I think there's a chance that he might be, well, let's do this one more year. I got most of this team coming back. We just had a hell of a finish. We got a chance. The schedule sets up really well for us next year. And who knows what happens then? Joker might leave, or you know whatnot. Right, you know, right. you know who knows who Kentucky's coach is right now if that, if that happens. But you get another crack at Kiffin, and the thing is, to Kiffin might he 
as far as I could tell, and this is just this is really from uh, far. I've seen where he's had a couple good recruiting wins, but yeah, they're not many in this class. They I think they only have about nine commits right now. So it's, it's he's gotten some guys that can play, but it's kind of they're moving slow now. I don't know if they had just maybe have a small amount to offer, but I'm I'm pulling it up right now. They only have nine commitments, where everybody else has at least like 14, 15. Well, where they're going to hurt this year, though, is John Rice Plumley. He's not a Lane Kiffin spread quarterback. So, yeah, either, yeah. Mm-hmm. either Kiffin's going to have to do something to let him run around some more, add, just add a lot more RPO kind of junk to it. But, like, that's not Kiffin's style. Yeah, Kiffin's see- more uh, Petrino y. In that sense, we're gonna we're gonna throw it around the yard a lot, and yeah, he's he wants not a, a guy who can guy. make throws from the pocket, deep vertical throws. Yeah. What I kind of think is gonna happen is everybody thinks Plumley and Mac Jones, but I think Kentucky sees two different quarterbacks in each game. I think Corral? obviously, yeah, I think obviously Bryce Young at Alabama, mm-hmm. and then Matt Corral. I think he's just a better fit for what Kiffin likes to do on offense. Big bazooka arm, traditional kind of drop back quarterback can move around a little bit, where Plumlee, he's a straight-up spread-run quarterback who who struggles to throw the ball. Like, he's very, very limited as a passer, and I just don't think that's going to fly in Kiffin's offense. Whereas Corral, he's got a lot of tools. He's got a very high ceiling. He's just really raw. Mm -hmm. But we saw in the Egg Bowl, you saw some throw. He made some big boy throws to get them back. Yeah, man, I forgot about that because they threw him in for some kind of – like some moments where you're like, Mm-hmm. They're throwing this guy in now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're taking out the guy who got you here. So I hopefully we get to see that game. Now I the SEC didn't I, I wasn't watching the show like it. They didn't say like they're not going to they aren't taking away our trip to the Grove, are they? They won't they won't say, but I don't assume so. I assume they would keep the schedules as is. Right. Like the cross division. Because yeah. like not every team is and getting one that's on the horizon. Well it's Almost at home too. True, so, and they just made that not, trip up here. Mm-hmm. And man, that DK Metcalf game still makes me mad because, like, Ole Miss of course tweeted out, and that's such a good freaking catch. Mm-hmm. Like, Wani Johnson is all up in his grill, and he just somehow comes down with the ball and gets one foot in the back of that end zone. That was a, I mean, that's fun. A fun game looking back. Suck that Kentucky lost that game, but yeah, it just they just had a good three studs at wide receiver. Hey. Folks, if you're doing fantasy football drafts, I probably a good idea to if you're going to take a chance on a rookie wide receiver, Van Jefferson. Like worked out good with AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. Like, yeah. why not? <laughs> you know? All three second round picks. Yeah, who probably and, all up in being really good NFL players. Did Brown two of them have proven already? They gave Brown was second the, round. They gave rookie of the year to to Kyler Murray though, right? I think so, but that Brown should was have right been, there. It should have been A.J. Brown. Yeah, he was like, awesome last year. Yeah, I mean, he, he was awesome for a good team, too. So, mm-hmm. man, that, that makes me so mad. It also shows you how good uh, Hugh Freeze was at cheating, too. They had all those receivers there at once. Mm-hmm. Very good at cheating. Um, man, I hope we can talk about this schedule more. Because, like, I – I know. Even when I like, like it felt normal for a he's second. He's got to take it day by day, man. I mean, it's crazy, but you that's you truly do. You just day by day. Let's hope college football doesn't get canceled. Let's hope the tests are all all good. Just got to be hopeful. But right now, they just got to get through this Big Ten storm because they are they are going to cancel. I don't think. 
um, they're going to go back. Big, the big key to me is like, what happens? What's this ripple effect? Like, can Nebraska, Ohio State, these schools, can they pull something off if the Big Ten says we're not playing? And what's what's the impact of that? Is does the Big Ten threaten them? Mm-hmm. You know, does Nebraska say, <laughs> "Shove it, Warren, we're going independent"? <laughs> you know, like what? Like, oh, I don't man. know. I, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, um, yeah, because it could end up being a a, a four alarm fire, yeah. like of epic proportion. So, because Loki Helton out at USC, he's probably like. I'll take it. <laughs> like, we're playing this year. I'll take it. I'll have most of this team back next year. We can come in the season healthy. I'll probably get to keep my offensive coordinator since he's not coached this year. Whereas Ohio State's like, you know, they they want to, you know, they want a shot. And then I love, like, Buckeye Twitter is kind of like <laughs> campaigning oh for the SEC, which is, which is just all time. And, you know, I mean, how much fun – would that be if they come with Justin oh, sh- Fields yeah. and just get their shit rocked? <laughs> like they, or if, oh or man, if, that'd be great. If the SEC can play and pull it off safely, just as just the fine bomb show, rubbing it in their face, <laughs> just rub. I mean, you know, rubbing it in their face. Also. Damn Yankees! Football. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh well, hopefully by the time you listen to it, this isn't outdated. We might by the time this know, gets to your the way, ears. The way things are moving. Oh man, it's crazy. Um, the Big Ten might have canceled their season. Hopefully not. I'm gonna try to turn this over in a hurry. Hopefully you're subscribed, and hopefully you re- leave us a review. Like I was, I was looking at some of the reviews, and I really appreciated this one um, from early on in the podcast. Love the show, but uh, is the is the headline great content and podcast? However, I'm considering about nick's knowledge when he says that valdosta is the second largest city in georgia it is in fact the 15th largest city (laughs) in georgia stick to sports i think he meant south georgia i just i can't think of another city in georgia macon macon's pretty big i guess brunswick maybe brunswick what the hell is brunswick if you're on the south carolina border if you're counting a bunch of those i guess augusta is right now augusta is a pretty big size city too but like you can't be counting like marietta as a city you're not using these atlanta suburbs oh yeah that doesn't count yeah because i'm sure marietta's got more people okay yeah savannah is that second are you just columbus georgia second augusta georgia third macon georgia four all oh, those awesome. have over 190,000. Savannah's at five with 141. Athens at six with 118. Okay, see, you can't count Athens' student population and not count the military population of Valdosta. So I'm disqualifying this Wikipedia. Well, and then uh, the next are like Sandy Springs, Roswell, Johns Creek, Albany. Oh yeah, there there lies in there. Valdosta's got more people than that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go there and count them myself. Damn it. <laughs> But, but yeah, you, Atlanta, Columbus, and Augusta all have over 190k, and then Macon's right at 150. Atlanta has at more than 190,000 people. That's a surprise. But we did have uh, one from May where somebody says, "I love the way Nick and Adam's vibe. Keep up the good work, and you keep up the good work, listener. Keep on listening." Just keep up that good work. Uh, Fingers wanna, crossed. Next week we can just talk some regular football. That'd be nice. Let's, let's just preseason the uh, the year. 
So maybe Nick will have a schedule in his hands. Maybe oh, not. Man. I get. I was. I was really in a dark place on Friday. Look at. I was I'm, gonna. I can tell. I mean, it was. It was bad. I was like throwing a, a temper tantrum. Now it doesn't help. My son's. He he had a rough week. I think he started teeth a little. I don't know. I can't really tell. He's just been pissed off. So when when baby screams at me and I don't have a football schedule and yet they're telling me it's going to come in six hours on fine bomb like just get over yourselves I gotta do it on Friday especially on Friday like the the Friday thing makes me madder than anything because that's typically when you share news that's bad and you don't want to know but you don't want anybody you don't get you don't get the reaction news cycle yeah yeah, we missed an entire news cycle. This is a Big Ten still, and that's what you get, Greg. So, Greg, I'm, I'm glad that you're slow playing this thing, but next time, let's fast play your schedule or whatever. Give us something to conversate about. We need that. And you can't be doing this little dipsy do either. Like, that's just this Big Ten. What a joke. What a joke. Wild times, man. Wild times. It is wild times. We didn't get to recruiting, but we got to get out of here. Uh, I'll, I'll just, we'll tease your recruiting post or whatever. We're going to post it at some point this week, but uh, recruiting the tight end position. Once had two four stars looking good, maybe zero of those guys. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. And then you look at their board and they really don't have anybody there. So what they do. good if old yeah. Jordan Dingle decided to go elsewhere. So I don't know. Something to keep an eye on for this week. But, um, well, we're out of time. We got to get out of here. It's bedtime. It's not bedtime for you. Keep on listening. Keep on subscribing. Keep on enjoying 11 personnel. And we'll be back talking more football with the season happening. College football. It's here. College football. It's here.